Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Thought Thinkers, on this rainy Sunday afternoon, we are going to look inward. But before we begin, I want to stand in a place of gratitude and say thank you to all of those who are listening for the first time. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please feel free to go back and listen to some or all of my other podcasts. And to those who have been with me from the beginning, Thank you, Thought Thinkers. So today, Season 6, Episode 5, When You Are the Problem. Where can you listen? You can listen on all platforms, but especially SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and always you can go to runonthoughts.com and you can click on any of those platforms. You can also join us on Facebook and Instagram. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. So let's begin. When you are the problem. This weekend was Thanksgiving and I had an incredible weekend spent with family and friends. I don't really have friends, but spent with family and it was incredible. I curate a Thanksgiving with only those that I love and who I share the same energy with. I respect all those who can't make it because I hope that they are somewhere doing the same thing, curating a love experience. Last week's um, episode was about toxic relationships and going into an environment where you feel unsafe and you have past triggers that come up during the holidays and you have all of these obligations. But Sometimes you are the problem. And there's a common denominator when you are the prominent, right? There's a common denominator. And the common denominator is you. And sometimes when we are mad or have toxic um, ideals or we're holding on to past traumas or even current traumas, right? What we're doing is fixating on something in our head, right? We may see something different than it was. And sometimes because of learned behaviors, because of the traumas, because of how we see things, because of feeling like we need to coat our hearts and cover our bodies and make sure that we feel safe, we become defensive. And in this becoming defensive to the world, we go out into the world with the kind of idea that is get you before you get me. And the people who have this type of behavior, they usually don't realize that in trying to protect themselves, they often hurt other people, but they don't even recognize that they are hurting other people. They have no idea that they bring about all of these things on themselves. I've been watching a series on Netflix, All American, and most of the series is about this very concept about when you are the problem, right? Because even the person Coop and I forgot the, why did I forget the other guy's name? But Coop, in his loyalty, which is a problem that I have, in his loyalty, he is often she. 
she is often willing to put herself in harm's way or danger for other people, but she doesn't even realize the common denominator of her being the problem. And then her friend's decision to constantly need to bail her out for his acts of loyalty, he doesn't even realize that he too is the problem, right? She, const she constantly needs to save people. He constantly needs to save her. And then there's this constant spiraling out of control that is happening because I think what's happening is that if we have to learn a lesson, the universe will conspire until we learn the lesson. So when other people are stepping in so that you don't have to face the consequences of that lesson, then the universe, God, Mother Earth, whatever you call it, will continue to conspire until you learn the lesson. So they are not helping. A place where this is often realized is in parenting, right? Many people in my generation feel like our parents were harsh, right? They, they beat us, they yelled. Some, some of us come from unloving environments where we had a lot of rules, a lot of things that we could not do. And so when we had our own children, many of those same attributes that we gained that we didn't realize came from some of those experiences, we want to be friends with our children. And in wanting to be friends with our children, we often take away the bumps and bruises along the road that build character. Now, that's not to say that our parents were right because I don't believe that they were right. But guess what? I don't often believe that we were right either. I think I'm gonna do a topic about two things can be true at the same time. Our parents could very well not be right just as much as we cannot be right. Whatever happened to balance? I do believe that our parents allowing us to fall at the park, scrape our knees, fall off our bikes, go on adventures, figure it out for yourself. I believe that those were good attributes, but I believe that they did not align with acts of love, which would have been the balance. Where this generation, I think that there are many parents who give their children love and they see this love as accommodating them, as not making them have to um, live with the consequences of their actions, immediately, not even letting them ride the bike because they don't want them to fall, making the park soft, making all of these, making all, oh, all of those teams where the children get a trophy for just participating. I don't necessarily believe that those things are healthy because these people then go out into the world and the world is not this way, right? I do believe that the environments that we live in in our home, we make those safe spaces. And I believe that they should, they should be safe spaces. But out in the world, you need to be out there exploring, learning how to exist in a myriad of different experiences. And our children feel like everything is a thing and I believe that that is because they've never had to face a thing and I'm saying that because I believe that as parents we are the problem I said that slow because 
that includes myself, right? I consider myself a good mom, but I absolutely wasn't perfect. And none of us is perfect and nor can we be perfect. But there's a common denominator when I see people complain about the youth. And my son is not even a part of that generation because he's almost 30 years old. But there are things that I do believe that I did to soften the blow of life. And I think that I did him a disservice because, and I'm still not quite sure about this, right? I'm having a conversation with you guys because I too am always sharing and all of these topics are about unpacking and unlearning and exploring and trying to figure out who I am based on what I've been given, right? Or how I perceived what I've been given. But my life was hard. A lot of rules, a lot of rules and regulations, a lot of chores, a lot of homework, a lot of everything where I felt like I couldn't live in my truth because back then you didn't allow children to have an identity. You just, your job was to be obedient, which is not good either. But the opposite of that is not good either also because I gained some good attributes from some of those struggles. First of all, I don't really see work and I can multitask like a motherfucker, right? I can work, I can go to school, I can take care of my son, I can cook, I can clean, I can make a way out of no way, I can get it done, I can, I know how to struggle, I know how to do without, I know how to constantly think outside the box. I am always looking for a solution and I think that that's it. And I think that what our children lack is the ability to sit in the pain and figure out a solution. See, they know how to sit in it because they are so used to someone else solving the problem. You see that? Solving the problem. So that is why parents, we are the problem. We're the problem because we do not allow them to solve the problem. And solving problems is character building, right? That's what makes you feel secure. That's what gives you strength. That's what gives you a, a sense of identity. That's what makes you feel like you've made a contribution to the world. When you feel secure in yourself that you can go out into the world and make decisions and things are not always going to go right and you will be okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to set this up because I want you guys to see that it, everything about being the problem is not always some big thing like you didn't have to have stabbed somebody and not think about it or something crazy like that. It's usually little things like have you guys ever had a friend and that friend everything they say is negative everything it doesn't matter if the sun is shining if the sun is shining it's too cold if it's snowing it's too cold if it's if it, 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 it just if it, it it doesn't matter what is really happening they always can only see the negative if the if the sky is blue it's too blue if it's raining it's too wet if they got found $10, they should have found $100. If it doesn't matter what you give to them, if they, they always broke, it doesn't matter if they have money or not. They always, 
those people for me are unhappy because they are always looking to the future, right? They, was all, they are always looking outside of themselves for everything that already exists inside of themselves. That's kind of what the alchemist journey is about. It's a journey about rediscovering who you already are. Simple. That's the hero's journey. The hero's journey is supposed to take you back to you. But so often we are on these journeys that lead us to nothing, nothing. Every time people are complaining, and I'm not against complaining, right? Because getting it out is healthy, but I believe that you should be complaining with purpose. The hell does that mean? Complaining with purpose means that it's okay to get it out. It's okay to vent. It's okay to see that things aren't what they supposed to be for you. Because what things are supposed to be changes for each of us, right? That's also why I don't, I don't respect this idea that I, I told you the truth. Whose truth? There's fact, but truth lies in the giver and the receiver. What you think is the truth is not the truth for everybody. So be careful when you are out in the world sharing what you think is the truth, right? It's your truth and your delivery and how you say it and how you bring it out into the universe, those are all your truths. And everybody may not wanna hear your freaking truth. Everybody may not agree with you. Just because, because let me tell you something about eyes, right? And perspective. They are all based in your life's journey and how you see it. Now I wanna dig into relationships because Y'all know that I have had some effed up relationships. And I'm going to make a confession. Early on, I am clear that I was the problem. I did not know that I was the problem then. But when I asked myself what was the common denominator, I am clear that the common denominator was me. See, God sent me some decent men early on in my life, but because of my inability to process love, to accept love, and to even understand that love for me means that you are a servant, right? A relationship should be an act of servitude where I serve you and you serve me. But because I have all of, I had all of these issues, like daddy issues, which in, I'm not sure if it was season one, I let you go, guys know that we can't have daddy issues. Our daddies had issues. We can't hold on to those feelings and those ideals as our own because they do not belong to us. Our fathers leaving or whoever was the paternal figure in our lives leaving often had nothing to do with us. But yet we attach that to our psyche and we go out into the world with this feeling that because the people who supposedly, I'm putting that in quotes, belong to us are not there, then they don't want us. And if they don't want us, then something must inherently be wrong with us. And that is not true. But because I didn't have the tools and because I thought that goodness yielded itself around the corner and when I was ready, it would be ready, I fucked up. I treated decent men like crap and not in a bad way, but just in a detached, 
I realized that one of the things that I have to work on is being attached because I can be attached to the whole, but in intimate relationships, I am clearly detached. I, my love language is acts of service. That's why the holidays mean so much to me. That's why Thanksgiving and cooking and not asking for help. That is my gift to those that I love because I don't show love via hugs and kisses. I show love via acts of service, which include my loyalty. And I would like to do, I think I would like to do better because I'm not sure that I need it. I'm not sure that I want that. I'm believing that other people may want that. But for me, these acts of service are how I say that I love you. But I didn't discover that acts of service was my love language until I was older, until I had a conversation with my Aunt Laura, who has now passed, who is one of my favorite people in the whole white world. She was a servant, and she is the person that taught me that it is okay to be a servant, right? Because I'm a leader. I like to make things happen, and that's okay. But the reason why I like to stand in a place of leadership is so that I can serve. I have a desire for all of us to win. That is why this podcast is so important to me because I want us all to win. So my desire is to serve you. My desire is to serve your soul. My desire is to unpack all of the things that make us stand still and be unable to take accountability for our actions, right? When you are the problem, there is a common denominator and the common denominator is you. So while in those relationships, and I had the nerve to get to, I'm not going to say any names because I am sure there are people that think that they are part of the that, that too and they are not. <laughs> I mean, I've had some soul relationships, but that was just unpacking, not love, right? Because your soulmate, I don't believe that that has to be a love relationship, but it's definitely something that forces you to look into a mirror and deal with your shit. But that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about men who love me unconditionally and who are always there for me. Like, have you ever asked yourself the question, not just who have you loved, but who has loved you? you? That is a very different question. And those men, boys, I guess at the time, loved me. And I was unable to love them. I was the common denominator. I was the problem. And I'm taking responsibility for that because I understand that the more you take responsibility for your actions, the easier it is to live in your truth, right? The weight gets lighter every time you learn the lesson. And every time you learn the lesson, then and only then can you move on to the next set of lessons. It is so important to recognize that when you're the problem, you are like a on that rat race. You're on the rat wheel of life and you can't get off until you learn the lesson, until you recognize that you are the problem. And I see this with my friends, I see this with coworkers, I see this out in the world because I am no Z. And when I'm out there, I'm watching people. I'm watching people dim their own light. 
I'm watching them not realize that they are the problem. I'm watching them be in relationships that are toxic and don't realize that the first time someone did something bad to you, it's that other person's problem. But after that, you are making a choice, right? I'm watching you make a choice. I'm watch I've watched people who have failed in school and keep saying, I can't do this. But the truth is that they were the problem. They didn't go to class or they didn't study or they keep making excuses because right that too, right? Excuses. People who make excuses for everything and fucking nothing, everything. You are the problem. You are the common denominator. When you feel like you can't get something or, or you think that things should just be handed to you without you having to do the work, you are the problem. And I'm always trying to figure out, see people think that I think that I'm perfect. That's a lie. My joy comes from recognizing that I'm not perfect and nor do I have to be perfect and nor do I want to be perfect. My only desire is to be myself. My only desire is to help you to become yourself. And that self doesn't have to look like myself. But in order to do that, we all have to be willing to unpack our shit and see it for what it was and what it is, right? We're all so busy judging other people that we don't want to look at ourselves. And that's what recognizing that I am the problem, you are the problem. It's about recognizing that you have to look for all of these denominators, right? What is happening? Why is it that in all of your relationships, they go sour? Take, for example, you could be at a job. And you can think that the world perceives you as a nice person or as a nice boss or as a nice manager, but everybody hates you. You leave that job, you go to the next job, and you still have this perception about yourself and everybody hates you. And you go on this journey of career choices and constantly the same things happen. I hate to tell you this, but there is a common denominator. And the common denominator is you. It may be that how you think people perceive you is not how they perceive you. And you don't have to give a damn about that, right? Because if you don't care about not being liked, then don't change. But if you care, then you have to sit with yourself and be like, self, what is the common denominator? And how can I change that? And sometimes that requires unpacking unlearning behaviors. Um, a lot of people have this desire to constantly fit in, to be better than, to they believe in this class system. They believe that if they aspire for greatness or the more they get, the better they are and that there are people beneath them. And the truth is, I ain't never met one of those people who were fucking happy. Never. Why? Because they are on a journey to nowhere that doesn't exist. If they could just live in the now, because I also believe that living in the future will have you constantly not being able to enjoy right now. Living in the past also will have you not being able to enjoy right now. The only thing I can use the past for is for memories right? And to sit with it and say, how can I learn the lesson? If you burnt the cake, what's the lesson? Don't be sad. Oh my God, I burnt the cake. All right. You complained. Now what? 
Now what? Do you want to fix baking a cake the next time? Or are you all right with the fact that you burned the cake and you're never going to burn a cake and you're never going to make a cake again? See, if you're never going to make a cake again, then we quit and we can move on. But if you want to master the art of cake baking, then now you have to be willing to do the work. The work of going back in your head and saying, what did I do wrong? And let's try it again. And remember, you'll be trying it again until you get it right. So you can't go on to cake decorating until you master this cake baking. Or you skip cake baking altogether and you give that job to someone else. But y'all understand where I'm going with this. There are many times in our lives when we are mad at other people. And most of that is because we are not willing to take accountability for the role we play in our own demise. And I want us to understand that when we want other people to change, the goal is to constantly look inward, right? Because it's hard to change other people. And I know this because it's hard to change ourselves. So every time we're out in the world thinking that we can change other people, it is clear that in that moment, we should be looking inward to see what we can fix about ourselves. What can I fix about Marshall? How do I get to the next level? How do I stay in enlightenment? How do I recognize that I played a role in my own misery? Whatever that is, right? Like, I want to lose weight in this stomach. I got these skinny chicken legs, but I want to lose weight in my stomach. And I don't really talk about losing weight or weight loss because truthfully, I know that I'm the problem, right? I know that the common denominator is me. I know that I need to get up every day and exercise. I got the nerve to have a board and plenty of space to do many exercises. I live across the street from the park. There is absolutely no fucking reason why I don't do it. So clearly, losing the stomach is not as important as I believe or say that it is because I also have some health things that would it would help if I actually did it so why don't I want to do it I know that I'm the problem right you see that we're standing in our own way so I'm not even gonna wait for a new year's or some resolution to try to get my ass in shape because the truth is what am I afraid to have a skinny stomach that's a thing y'all it's a thing to be afraid of greatness it's a thing to be afraid of success to be afraid of greatness because in this body, I know how to live, right? I know this self, good, bad, or indifferent. And every time we level up, that's a new self. And that's a new self that we have to get to know. And it's a new self that we have to get to introduce to the world. But that's a good thing. And you know why that's a good thing? Because you're living a life. You're living a life. You're not taking up space. You're making a contribution to the world simply by shedding yesterday's mess and becoming a new self. So remember, you don't want to be the problem. You want to be the solution. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.